grace us with your Holy Spirit, not only in this moment, in our hearing of your word, but through all our lives, that we might be your faithful people. In Christ's name, amen. So as Jim said, last week we left the disciples and apostles in the house in Jerusalem, where the Holy Spirit had just come upon them, and they were suddenly able to speak languages they had never known. Then, are you having trouble hearing me? Yes. Oh, all right. I guess I'll have to go to the pulpit. Is this better? Good. All right. Power of the Holy Spirit. And so there they were gathered. The Holy Spirit came and they were able to speak in languages they had never known. Today I want to take us outside that house to the place where the people had gathered upon hearing this loud, violent wind, and these voices speaking in so many languages. It must have been a cacophony beyond cacophonies in that setting at that time. Imagine being one of those people in Jerusalem who was from one of those places that Jim read so nicely about. You're very good at the pronunciations, Jim. So imagine you were from Pamphylia, and there you were in Jerusalem, and you had not had opportunity to hear anyone speaking in your native tongue for a long time, and suddenly someone is. And in the midst of all those voices, you are able to hear your native tongue speaking of the magnificent and powerful deeds of God. So gathered there were people from all around the region, through Mesopotamia and Asia, all of the known world, because this was a great metropolis. So what does it mean, this peculiar Pentecost experience? that people could suddenly understand what they had not been able to understand before. In order to understand the power of Pentecost and its meaning for our life today as the Christian church, we need to be able to place it in context. And here are a few of the contexts which I would offer to you. Pentecost is, in higher church traditions, a feast day of the Christian church. It is a very important occasion in the life of the church, the birthday, indeed, of the Christian church. It parallels Christmas, Holy Week, and Easter, and yet most of the church makes nowhere near as much of Pentecost as we do of Christmas and Easter. Christmas, as we all know, is about the birth of a baby, 
an important baby, but just a baby. The birth of the presence of God in the midst of the world. Easter, Holy Week and Easter, are about that same man's crucifixion and resurrection. Both are about this individual called Jesus. And we come to Pentecost, and it is a festival that is not associated particularly with any individual. Instead, it is about the church, the body of the church, the life of the church. That distinguishes Pentecost from those other important holidays of the Christian year. It is also the case that we might look at how Pentecost fits with some of the other celebrations of the Christian church. So we look at baptism, an occasion for the baptism of a little one in arms or perhaps for an adult. But once again, it is about the blessing of an individual and the future of that individual. We come to the table of communion, which we celebrated this past Sunday at this table. And there, for communion, we come in the spirit of Christ, seeking to know Christ most deeply in our lives, to be able to grow in our faith, to feel that closeness to God that comes to us in the sacrament. Once again, it is about our personal relationship with God. Pentecost stands apart once more because in Pentecost, the gift of the Holy Spirit comes to the church as the whole church. And yes, individuals manifest the presence of the Holy Spirit by their ability to speak in languages they had never known. But it is an experience of the whole church together. It is something which is almost alien for us in our American environment where so much is focused on the individual. So it's important when we are thinking about Pentecost to imagine ourselves outside that door, to think about what it would have been like to be a stranger in that strange land of Jerusalem, to have had to learn Hebrew or Aramaic or Galilean, it is, as it is said, to be able to understand and to conduct one's business. But then suddenly, on the sound of this mighty wind and the descent of these figurative flames of fire that do not burn, people are enabled to speak to you in your native language. How powerful that must have been and what questions they must have had in their hearts and in their minds. So what is the meaning of this moment, of the speaking of God's words of power, of God's deeds of power in the midst of this community? I believe, as scholars do, 
that a part of what we are seeing in this story of Pentecost is the amazing richness of the diversity of God's creation. It is an affirmation that that the word of God is to be available to all people in their own languages in ways they can hear. It is intended that the Christian church shall be a place where people of many different kinds and many different abilities, people who speak different languages, who look differently from each other, come from many nations, are able to gather and share and know the power of God in their lives and in the life of the world. Many years ago, many, many years ago, long before I was ordained, I was befriended by a woman named Nell Morton, who was a professor at Drew Theological Seminary in New Jersey. She became very important to me, so important that I asked her to preach at my ordination. In the years in which we knew each other, she would gather women at her home or in places of retreat or sometimes just in meetings where we were, and she would say to us a phrase that has always stayed with me, we must learn to hear each other to speech. We must learn to hear each other to speech. What Nell meant by that was that unless someone is listening, all of our speaking is null. That unless someone is hearing what it is we have to say, It is as though we had not spoken. And that indeed, if someone speaks and we are not listening, we are not paying attention, we are not hearing them at the depth of their being, then it is the fact that neither speaking nor hearing has any valence at all. So in this moment of Pentecost, outside that house, where people are suddenly hearing of the powerful deeds of God in their own languages, I believe we are called not only to the diversity and inclusiveness that Pentecost calls us to, but also to new ways of speaking and hearing. We seem to be in a time in our nation where we are resorting to ways that are not about hearing one another to speech. We appear to be in a time when people want to impose their ways. Putin wants Ukraine and he will have it no matter what. There is no negotiation under those conditions of power. I have watched throughout all these months of COVID as people have found themselves unable to hear one another. It is as though we have lost our social skills, as though we no longer know how to be together in community. 
were afraid of community in some ways. And yet Pentecost calls us, calls us to be ones who hear one another to speech, who listen deeply to others as they speak their pain, as they speak their voice, their opinion. We may be tempted to say, as I have sometimes and I'm sure you have, I just don't want to hear it. And yet, Pentecost calls us to speak and to hear to that sacred act. After all, how is it we speak about the Scripture? We speak of it as God's Word. It is a spoken word, and we are called to hear and to listen. In these days of such trial and tribulation in our nation and in, the nation and in the world, you and I as Christians are called to value diversity, to be inclusive and to welcome and to care for all of God's people just as God does. To not give in to the arrogance of believing that Our way is the only way. My way is the way. But instead, to hear one another to speech and to be able, in the midst of that, to speak words which will indeed be able to be heard by those who seem to speak other languages, whether literally or figuratively. For indeed, you and I are called to be the church, not just neighborhood church in Palos Verdes Estates, but to be the church of Jesus Christ, a place where speaking and hearing are sacred. May it be so among us and through us in the midst of God's world. Amen.